You're listening to I Feel For You. I'm Dion, a human being. I'm also a creative coach, writer, yoga, movement and meditation teacher and DJ. And I work with people to help them to remember who they are. Essentially, encouraging you to feel more free to be more you. And this podcast gathers together inspiration, self-care resources, stories from some of my learning moments, I'm doing the air quotes, motivation and encouragement to hopefully inspire and delight you and offer you some cud to chew on and perhaps even provide space for you to take action in loving on yourself a little more each day. I'm an encourager of you taking up more space in this world and your life. So to those of you new here, welcome. Returning guests, I'm so glad that you're back. Thank you all for taking time out to listen. How are you? Let's check in right now, eh? I'm interested. And if you're on your phone right now, maybe an offering to screenshot me and tag me in your Instagram stories what you're doing, where you're listening from. I love to hear from you. I love to know where you are. And a bonus, if you want to let me know what you're up to. I feel at this point we should do a Wendy shoe cam, no? Anyway, and of course, if you dig this podcast, I would appreciate it so much if you could share the love. Pass it on. Tell someone you think might appreciate it too. And if you're feeling extra generous, perhaps leave me a review on iTunes because it really helps other like-minded good people find the show because I love good people and also it offers me feedback to the kinds of stuff that you are interested in and that you dig so that I can keep offering you the kind of things that you want to hear. Okay so on to today's episode. Are you ready to be inspired by someone great? Someone who is out here on these streets, living their life, being free by being completely and utterly themselves. Well, you're in the right place, my darlings. And this episode is one from the road, literally. We're on location, darlings. And I was lucky enough to catch the Frank Bowling exhibition at the Tate Britain last week in its last days. So if you didn't know already, Frank is an artist and a Caribbean king. Born in Guyana in 1934, yes, and FYI, he's a Pisces, a February one, to paint a picture. And when he was really young, he moved with his family from Guyana to New York, which was then called New Amsterdam. Shout out to colonialism, not. And then he moved to the UK, again, colonialism and its hunger for coin. And then whilst in the Royal Air Force in 1953, he happened upon the National Gallery with a mate of his who was also into art. And he had a moment. He was all up in his feelings as he soaked up artists like Gainsborough, Constable and Turner and so on. And that inspired him to study art in places like the Chelsea School of Art and the Royal College of Art, where he had a scholarship. And he used to knock around with David Hockney, another artist that I dig. So Frank was into colour. I mean, big time. And for those of you who read my blog, you probably saw me post about Frank's work a while back in anticipation for this show. And you can probably imagine his work, but if not, I'll put a link for you in the show notes to that blog post so you can check it out. Alongside a new blog post to accompany this episode featuring some of the things from the show, as well as some moments with my special guest, So feel welcome to head to my blog, dion.space, if you fancy a visual to this episode. 
because in this episode, I'm sharing some dictaphone moments. Cue Alan Partridge. Aha! Following my feelings after seeing the show. And to be honest, I still feel drunk from this experience. Not just from the beauty of the work that he created, but I also feel so nourished and encouraged by parts of his story that I didn't know about. And I wanted to bring you with me, you know, to share it, along with some excited thoughts and unhinged feelings, as usual, and musings, so that I hope that you will also be touched and inspired. I also have a special guest with me, darling Desta, language aficionado and brilliant teacher, musician, human, and oh, so many other things. And Desta was my art date, dream conversation buddy, and fellow colour lover. So thank you so much, Desta, for taking me. I appreciate you and your brilliant mind and your words. Do check out the show notes where I will hook you up with our socials, etc. And you can find the show notes at ifeelforyoupodcast.com. This is episode 48. So expect to dive into topics like working with limitations and age and colour and peaches and New York and Norway and the work and house prices and what the hell we are here to do in this world. And expect ambience from London town and some singing. I hope you dig. And just a reminder, show notes, ifeelforypodcast.com. This is episode 48. I hope you enjoyed the show. So, in the courtyard of a building which I think is part of the University of the Arts, just outside the Tate Britain, with Desta, absorbing post-Frank... Can I be frank? Oh, sorry. I think the thing that struck me as I was moving through that exhibition, and particularly at the end, was how it was such an interesting timeline to his life. And I was thinking a lot about time, as I do, and how we're often time poor and feeling the pressure of not having enough time and needing to do it all and being squeezed by time. But actually, we do have a lot of time. However, his process in his, his, through, his, through his lifetime has just been such a tremendous journey, like an epic journey. And it made me really sad to see that there was so much, um, just how difficult it was, you know, for a black artist, how difficult it still is. Uh, but in those times, like even trying to put on that exhibition in the 90s and just having the issue of not even being able to secure space, like this very basic, simple, straightforward logistic, and then there just not being the respect on his name that he deserved. Um, so it was kind of emotional to think about that, um, but also a reminder about, about remembering that there is time and we got to move you know like I don't know things are different now we were alive in the 90s and although there were many opportunities than, than decades before and generations before us just really feeling this sense of urgency about okay let's make the most of what we have now because there's so much access and range that we have available we don't have to 
uh, wait to be invited to the table of others. We can build our own damn table. In fact, we have been building our own damn tables and now we can take more advantage than ever of this opportunity. And so for our ancestors, for our elders that are still with us, thankfully, for all of these people that grafted their asses off and maybe didn't receive the fruits of their labor, we have a duty to show up to take these opportunities and to really grab them with both hands to not be afraid and to to be determined and to be ready to to claim what is ours and to do that I think in the first place we have to be in a state of remembering who we are remembering that we deserve whatever we want to create we deserve to achieve we deserve to reap rewards and rewards as in the reward of being yourself and doing what you want to do in this world that's whether you are working for yourself or you have a job or whatever you know like it doesn't have to be you spend your entire life doing it it could be just fulfilling a hobby a dream a goal a fantasy you know what are you waiting for there is time and and take your time but stop putting it off okay that's all i have to say do you have anything to say about feelings i love frank it was beautiful his colors i walk in and i felt refreshed mm. refreshed 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 is so were you saying that there was that you know like you can go forest bathing like forest bathing big in japan and stuff mm-hmm. like is that there, there is such a thing as color bathing there must be right I surely think so. <laughs> i think so i remember going to the, ha- the lyric theater in hammersmith and there's a room, I think, for kind of spectrum, kids on the spectrum. Oh. And there was like a color lamp. You could change the colors of the whole room. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was supposed to be really great for, I mean, I don't know why it was just for kids with specific learning mm. challenges. Because it seems like that would be amazing to have mm. for anybody. For sure. Yeah. And I've painted pretty much every wall in my yard. Mm. And it makes a huge difference. I wake up and it's all... Jaipur pink in my room Ooh, that does something I love that colour oh I see I walk into the corridor and it's like this deep red yes it's pink like, and red ooh. together is just like a pure feast yeah and then there's this apricotty apricotty thing mm. in so yeah peach a lot you know how I feel about peach I love peach mm. it's the best colour in the world truly is it is like, and it was my sister's nickname is it? I love that yeah so my niece has a big old peach tattooed on her own. oh I love it have you noticed like peach is like really trendy now it's like everywhere do you know the song millions of peaches peaches, peaches for, for free, free. <laughs> or for me Something. they have that lyric too yeah well, one of my friends didn't is know that 90s? about it I almost disowned him I was like what kind of <laughs> 90s child are you that was a moment in she the love, 90s though right she love, she love, she's in my head this is on my bucket list to go on a helicopter. Really? Yeah. On my bucket list, that I like to call it. My bucket list. Wow, do it for Frank. I will. And Frank also being 85 and going to a studio every day. Every damn day. That's so amazing. With his like physical limitations as well, that was like that just it more than a couple of times it made me think about the Frida Kahlo exhibition because she didn't let her physical limitations get to her. That's true. And she also, you know, she made art on her corsets. 
like how he's putting his acupuncture needles into his work yeah yeah that's really beautiful actually it is is. like he used the fact that uh, I really love that one that he did a couple of years ago where he he's constrained to a chair most of the time now but because of that he worked specifically on this big canvas Mm. and um, from his chair like he worked with the constraints and I think like there's something to be said without like being an asshole coach here and coming in with like (laughs) we can apply this to real life but (laughs) but you kind of can right because I feel like so much of the time when we really want to do something I'm totally guilty of it you want to do something and it's like yeah but I don't have this thing yet or I haven't built this thing up to where I want it to be or I need to get this far in my business in order to do this thing or release this thing and like we hold ourselves back constantly it's like we're working against it rather than but I do have this thing what can I do with what what stuff I have available what what resources because you see this these huge canvases and like imagine just at that time like oh this huge canvas I just want to get a studio in New York and put and pour paint over this huge canvas and just do my thing yeah and he did that yeah he didn't have an office job and shit well maybe he did I don't know but like Mm. I don't think he did Mm. well I mean he was living in Dumbo right in what the 80s that's where his one of his studios was because he had one in the UK and when we think about you know there's often a romanticization I don't know if you feel this too but like especially in like cultural circles that I feel I just start rolling my eyes because people talk about New York in the 80s and how cool it was and I'm like actually do you know that it was like really hard like no one wanted to live in the center of it well people did but no one really wanted to do that because it was rough you know and like there were broken down buildings there was like a lot of issues and I'm not saying that things are necessarily better now however it was things were different and I think there can be this romanticization of it and yet Frank was he had this this warehouse in Dumbo and that was probably super super cheap then that was probably what he could you know mm-hmm. afford to I mean actually he had two studios who am I kidding but still you know it's probably a lot but but even in London in the 80s do you remember like it was different it was a different time like properties were on a, a different level there were certain areas people did not want to live so you could get cheaper art space you could even like god forbid own a house <laughs> which yeah. for so many people now including me it's just like an absolute Forget about impossibility it. yeah Paying rent is an achievement. <laughs> Honestly. It's, it's Every time I do, I'm like... Exactly. Yeah. It's really funny because like, in Norway, with, with rent, like a lot of people rent through choice, you know, because it's obviously a very different situation. And when, when I moved to Norway, like just talking to different people who were like really proud to rent, even though they could buy, and that's fine. It's just, it's different, isn't it, in like mainland Europe. But what I found astonishing was how little of a percentage rent was for people from uh, their, their salary from their mm-hmm. salary like they it's such a small a much smaller percentage than what many people in the UK have to allocate mm-hmm. who are renting mm-hmm. from their salary it's wild yeah for real spaces one of like <laughs> one of those kind of things that is just such a limited resource in this country if you um, you know then have mum and dad to help you mm. that stuff's real but bringing it back what do we have flexibility <laughs> flexibility Wait. online community honestly online community indeed my friends that's where you come in I hope you enjoyed that um, conversation yeah with Dester. And as I said, I will link you to her details in the show notes. 
They can be found at ifeelforyoupodcast.com and this is episode... 48. <laughs> Thank you, Finaman. <laughs> I don't know at this point. Episode 48. Thank you, Finaman. So I'd love to hear what you think. What do you think about this idea that we do have time? I realise it's a bit controversial. I wrote about it in my digest, which is my newsletter that goes out to my fam, my inner circle fam. You can find that over at dion.space forward slash digest if you want some inspiration, encouragement and love from me directly to your inbox. I realised that by saying we have time, it can be a bit confrontational. However, truly, I believe it. I believe we do. And I'm interested in how we use that time. And I'm interested in hearing what you think about it. What are your thoughts? Do you feel time rich or time poor? Do you not really think about it that much? What about the people that inspire you? I'd love to know the kinds of people that help you to reignite that fire inside that reminds you of your mission here on this planet. And I'd also love to know what your mission is. Am I asking too much? I don't know. You can select one thing or all of the above and get in touch with me. You can reach me via the show notes where you're welcome to leave a comment or feel welcome to reach me on socials. All the links will be in the show notes, but if you're on Instagram, for example, you can find me at Dion with seven underscores. And that's Dion as in Dion Warwick, who I was named after. Yeah, I know. Fun fact. I've already shared that before, but yeah. <laughs> Not Celine Dion. We've spoken about her, right? So stylish. Anyway, uh, both of them. Anyway, so do reach out. I'm also on Twitter. I love to connect with you. You can also leave me a voicemail. I love to hear your voice. You know, after all that listening you've been doing, talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> so that's it for today. I really hope it's given you an injection, a boost, some extra pizzazz as you go about your day. I hope that it's helped you to remember who the hell you are. And if not, I recommend just taking a moment of time out of your day just to get back in touch with that. And you might use a muse like I have here with Frank, or you might just feel yourself a little bit and wind up your waist. That's a clue for our next episode where I'm coming to you live from Notting Hill Carnival. I know, it's kind of like future me, past me. I never really understood that phrase, but you know. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. I do this for you and I just appreciate you being here so much. You're my people. I Feel For You is produced by me, Dion. All music and editing by Shettle Fineman at ketxl.com. Thanks, Fineman, for the music. I'm not going to sing because I didn't grow up on ABBA. That's going to upset some people. Sorry. <laughs> hey, we can sing Royes.